energize. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. If you're tired of us having nothing but special episodes, have I got good news for you. It's a very special episode of Talk Nerdy to Me this week. Is this totally also touched. like the one in the uh, bicycle shop? Yeah, this is the one where uh, it's the giant mystery of who touched Julian. And uh, we're also, it is a very, very special episode because it is our special, we're doing a one-episode tournament. It is entirely this episode, it's the only thing we're doing tonight, and it is Best Breakfast Cereal Mascots, Sugar Bear for the win, I don't care what else, whatever else anybody has to say. No, I'm just kidding, we're not doing that shit, it's a regular episode this week. We're not shocking the wind. All new episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. What do we always say? You can tell by the smell. And what does that mean? Because that's what people ask. You know, I, for for weeks, for months, for a year or so, every time we start for a new a episode, span of time. Yeah. yeah, I will say yeah, for for an indeterminate amount of time. Whenever we start a new episode, I will say, you can tell by the smell, it's an all-new episode. And we've gotten emails to iheartstamos at gmail.com asking, what do you mean when you say you can tell by the smell, it's an all-new episode? And like barbecue dog hair? Sort of, yeah. Uh, yeah. But mostly, mostly it's, it's this. It smells like a bunch of farts got in a fight. That's it. <laughs> it's a bunch of farts getting in a fight. It's an all-new episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. I want to thank you guys very much for covering for me while I was gone on special assignment last week. I appreciate it. We did the it. best we could. I appreciate it very much. Uh, I we am... appreciate everyone listening for us once again, raving about Blade 2. Yeah, uh, which I have a rant about that, which I'm going to get to. But first oh, of all, <laughs> first of all, that movie's only Defender wasn't there last week. I know, right? First of all, uh, we need to go to the house band. Because they only get paid, they're, they're, they're paid on retainer every week, so yeah, we actually get we to, are missing someone. We actually get to use them this week. They get paid every week whether we use them or not, so uh, who would like to do the honors and throw it to the house band? I think you do. It's your turn. Me? It's my turn? Yeah, man. Yeah, your turn. Me? Really? I get to do this? Do it. Okay. All right. Well, without further ado, because as you can tell, there's only three of us right now. We're missing somebody. All we say in this scenario is, hit a rockapella! Yeah! <laughs> you know the words. Don't, don't act like you don't know the words. 
Well, she sneaks around the world from Berlin to Carolina. She's a sticky finger filcher from Berlin down to Belize. Take you for a ride on a snowboat to China. Tell me where in the world is San Diego. Can we ever figure out where the fuck this place is at? No. Still haven't. No, we, we have still don't know. Never will. The world may never know. We have no idea where he is. If you do see Julian or know where he is, please tell him that we need him back for a We Called It segment because they announced Tombstone Funko Pops today. <laughs> so we need a We Called It because weeks ago... Also, make sure you call him a filthy-fingered filcher to yeah. his face. Yeah, or you can call him a, a sticky-fingered felcher, too, if you want. I don't judge. Go back yeah, I don't care. Ask him for a slow boat to China. <laughs> oh God! Oh no, that's on <laughs> the waiver first. But then, yeah, ask. yeah, you might want an Urban Dictionary that thing first. That and Charmandering. <laughs> Just look those up and thank me later. Oh gosh, all new episode this week. It is oh eight two one one nine. We got a lot to cover this week, man. I don't know. I hope it's okay. I hope I we have covered. deep seats. I hope we got deep seats because this For... one's going to be a big episode. I don't know. First time in a long time, the master of the rundown actually had to put together a rundown. <laughs> right? To try to organize all the shit we're going to rant about this week in some kind of organized fashion. Can I Can I tell you what spurred the, uh, the text that I sent um, both of you guys and Commander Scott just before we went on the air? I've been, yeah. I've been pulling stuff out of storage today to move into the house right Your penis. and uh, yeah oh yeah uh, i'm pulling stuff out and that's it um and uh, I, I sent you the picture john of uh, the photo yes, that's going up uh, i would like to put it uh, somewhere prominent i don't know where it's going to go yet over the mantle perhaps but the one thing that i found was i found the uh, the big green notebook that had every script outline rundown sheet and idea for every ghostbusters oh, project God. from college to which I immediately There's so many of them. I sat down in the storage locker and I started to figure out how to weave some <laughs> of them together for the Ghostbusters RPG game, and I was just like, "Yup." So I uh, sent you guys the character sheets for everybody playing at home. I will send that back to you very yeah, soon. That's cool. No worries. Take your time because uh, it's it's almost like, and we're going to talk about this shortly. And also, I, I realized one other thing, but I'm, we're going to get there. I'm jumping ahead um, because I'm going to see I'm going to see you in a couple weeks, uh, just a few short weeks, which we're going to talk about soon. Oh, we can talk about it now. But there's also uh, we missed. There's a story, we missed a, a a Dale Peacock story that I feel. Oh sad. yeah, right, was, uh... right. We were doing the park Which... hopping. Yes, and we were talking about. There was going to be the break where we were talking about we were going to talk about the live shows that we're doing. And I said, remind me to bring up this. I can't remember. Right. So we're going to have to get back to that. We're going to put a pin in that, and we're going to tell this Dale Peacock yeah. story because no. What was I talking about before I said there was a story? I don't remember. I'm going to have to go back and listen okay. to the episode. To to Much like George W. Bush and children, we believe in no D Dale Peacock story left behind. I'm going to make a note <laughs> of that. So, yeah, please do. Uh, but yeah, we've got uh, some exciting news about uh, new upcoming dates where you can see Talk Nerdy to Me live and in Technicolor. Yes, as part of the as yet to be named tour. Yeah, tour. we're we're gonna be by next week. We'll have an official tour name. Uh, we've got the we've got the creative staff. We've got creative services coming up with 
a new tour name. Last year, it was the Thank You for Being a Friend with Benefits Tour. I thought about the That's Fair Tour or Fair Enough Tour or <laughs> something like that. That might, I don't know. We're, we're going to work. We're workshopping it right now. Okay. Creative Services is workshopping it. Uh, also, they're, they're working on the, the banner. The banner's done except for the name and then the Ooh, times be, because uh, Creative Services does not have official times for some of these events but that's okay we'll get there we'll get there it's fine no problem but coming up in just a few weeks in historic downtown lexington kentucky as part of the scare fest for the fifth year in a row five time five time five time five time five time podcast guests one just did a spinneroonie somewhere. Yeah, I, I did. I did a spinneroonie, uh, and it was you missed it. It was fantastic. <laughs> Talk nerdy to me will be live. We will be doing a, a live show. We're going to come up with some some. We might do another tournament of some kind. We haven't figured it out yet. You know what would be a you know what would be a great a couple great. Uh, what about um, and this is just spitballing live, uh, you know, without talking to you guys about this ahead of time at all. Best final girls. We haven't done that. Ooh, that would be a good one. Like that would be a fun one. Um, and but I don't know. We'll get there. We'll... Still think we need to bring out uh, spin a topic. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. We need a wheel. Do we have a do we have a wheel? Do we have a topic wheel? I think I can get my hands on one. Okay. So what we'll do is what we'll do is like we'll do. Like have people suggest topics, and like you can you can pitch a topic until like a certain time. Like we'll, we'll pick what recording time we want. Say like you know four o'clock, whatever it happens to be, or like Sunday at like ten a.m. You know whatever day will be. So you like you'll have all day Saturday. Like Saturday by the time it closes, you know you 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 will have suggestions for the wheel, and then that would because that way we can prep. You know we'll have a little bit of time to prep. But yeah, I love the idea of a of a spitter wheel. Because um, then it will really be like a Las Vegas style show. So we'll have, um, uh, and as a matter of fact, I also have a, a great prize to announce. We got to decide when we're going to give away this prize. Because from our friends at Loot Crate, oh, we have a special loot box. Because Obi John, let me ask you a question. Karan, let me ask you a question. All right. If there was a decade that defined this show and we were really, really, like, near and dear to our hearts, what decade would that be? Oh. We both use the 8 and the 7. What? What is wrong with you guys? 1300, Bob. Yeah, yeah, it's the uh, uh, 1760s. So loot the crate house is a big thing. <laughs> loot crate has put together a special flashback to the 1760s box for us to give away. <laughs> no, we are giving away a special loot crate. It's a limited edition back to the 80s loot crate box. But let me tell you some of the things that are inside this box. Are you ready for this? A Golden Girls mug. Hot Ooh. beverages, cold beverages, Golden Girls mug. A one to six scale Back to the Future 2 hoverboard replica. A special Damn. Big Trouble in Little China issue number one Loot Crate exclusive comic book. 
Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles magnets. A Ghostbusters proton pack drawstring bag. I was going to say, all you're missing is something from Ghostbusters. There now. you go. And more included inside more. this special box. So we have one of these boxes that we are going to be giving away on this as of yet unnamed tour at at least $50 value that is going to be eligible. You're going to be able to win this at some point for free from our friends at Loot Crate. How cool is that? Hey! So we've got that. Right! So, uh, good guys, Loot Crate, uh, and gals at Loot Crate going in and helping us out. So, that's uh, just one of the many prizes, fabulous prizes, that you can win on our as-of-yet-unnamed tour. We'll have more details about that next week. But the Scarefest.com for tickets. It is... The September 12th through the 15th. 12th through the 15th, historic downtown Lexington at the Lexington Convention Center. You can get your tickets at thescarefest.com. Also, enter the imaginarium.com in historic downtown Loserville. I mean, Louisville. <laughs> About a month later, yep. Yeah, the home of prostitution rings and basketball, subpar basketball. <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky, historic downtown. We're going to be there. We're going to be hosting some seminars. No, no, what, no, what, what? no, no historic. Oh, no, okay. no historic for Louisville. Uh, no. Shameful downtown. <laughs> Disgusting downtown Louisville, downtown. Kentucky. Run down downtown. A great place to live if you're a chalk outline. Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> be there uh, for some of our seminars. <laughs> Forget downtown. Come yeah. to Imaginarium. Yeah, go to entertheimaginarium.com. Obi John, you'll be hosting some panels. I'll be hosting some panels. Maybe just one when I say panel. I don't know. We're all going to be hosting a panel where somebody's getting naked. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. So here's what you do Friday night of Imaginarium. I believe that's October 11th at 8 p.m. You come see Tot Nerd to me live. This is a one-time only Las Vegas-style show. 18 and older must get in. Hold on. I'm going to send you a text right now. Okay. Anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, right before that, so join us uh, early. Come early. Get a good seat. At 7 p.m. that same evening is Screen Accuracy in Cosplay with John Colin Gritton. So please bring your tomatoes and your eggs uh -huh. to the front row with us, and we're just going to heckle the shit out of them. And if that it's wasn't enough... Did, did we all decide? Are we going uh, with the? Uh, are we going with the? Fuck you, grit and. All right, I just as, sent you as a, the official change. Yes, change it to F you, so you know it's a little more friendly for the crowd. But yeah, yeah, F you, grit. Um, I just sent you a text. I just sent a text to the group. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it on air because I don't know if I've just made a big mistake. I can. I can work around. I. I we can see what we can do. If. If not. Or if it is, we'll figure uh, it out. I believe that I believe that time is set. God dang it! Well, here's the thing: I don't believe there's anything uh, after us. So if we need more time, we'll just make it go later. Because because basically, um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you like, uh, um, yay, dead air. 
<laughs> well, no, you started. I didn't. You, you were like, I'm sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. You, sorry. You, sorry. sorry. No, yeah, yeah. You said I'm gonna tell you, and then just oh, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna text. Uh, I'm gonna text off the air. We'll 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 figure this out. We'll work this out. I'm I'm gonna run it by. I may be able to uh, to work something out. Um, we'll figure it out. It's it's a month away. I, I'll I'll be fine. It'll be okay. We'll, we'll make it work. We'll, we're going to make it work. Uh, we're the Talk Nerded to Me live. Crazy show. It, the, we're going to have stuff to give away. We're going to have fabulous prizes. We're going to have stories that you we cannot tell on the regular show. Like stuff that would, so, would get us thrown off of iTunes. Con exclusive jail mail. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's the iHeartStamos <laughs> at gmail.com has exclusive jail mail. That we will read in that live performance. We, we are sitting on this piece of jail mail. And it is something. It is. It is. It's the one that I'm telling you right now. I mentioned it when we did jail mail a couple times ago. That there's one that we got sent that I'm just not comfortable reading on the air. That's this one. This is the one that I'm I, like. I am. I am physically uncomfortable reading it on the podcast. It's one that, like, I don't want. I don't want, uh, like, memorialized forever. Like, it's because this episode is is uh, we're gonna record it, and it's gonna be only for members of the tip jar. Like, if you're not live, then you know the only way you can hear it is is if you're part of the just the tip club. But uh, it, this one is not suitable for general release, and um, um. Yeah, it's it's disturbing, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking creepy, and yeah. So you have that to look forward to. We're gonna have some audience participation stuff. We're gonna have prizes to give away. It's gonna just be a good time. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna be drinking during it. Um, at least one of us is gonna start with pants on, and probably not all of us will end with pants on. It's gonna be a wild time. That's all. You, you know, I'm probably starting with pants off. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the safe bet. Yeah. Is Koran will start without pants. That's just going to be how it works. That's just the go to there. Yeah. So we got our housekeeping done first. Sorry, I just took a bite of an uncrustable, and I feel like a drunk. You're fine. They have these. I mean, I just think you're a second grader if you're eating an uncrustable. But they have uncru- No, dude, they've got uncrustables that have. Uh, it's got the hazelnut spread in it, so it's like Nutella. Right, I'm. I'm back in. Oh my god, this thing is so good. And when do I get to start yelling? Uh, I really want to fucking yell. Yeah. So the first thing, there's been a lot of stuff that's been going down the last two weeks, and uh, I'm gonna need this for this. I'm gonna pop that beer real quick. Uh, which, by the way, if you're a beer company, uh, we have got a sponsorship for you. Uh, every time we do a <laughs> News roundup as brought to you by Enter Beer Company here because usually when there's news, <clears throat> I get so choked up and emotional because it makes me so mad. Obi John, you okay. are always the news guy. You... No job way back in the that that was you were the weekly nerd yeah. news. That was the segment that we had weekly nerd so news with Obi John. Kicked that other jerk off the show and took his place because there can be only one. Yeah, you're like the Highlander. I am. Uh, anyway, now I'm going to build up. 
We're not going to start with the infuriating, the okay. inferior <clears throat> the stuff that's going to make you mad. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to we're going to work up to that. <laughs> uh, first of all, I've got a couple stories that are wrestling adjacent, so I figured they'd be up your alley. They also factor in the huh? category of news. Um, so from time to time, uh, someone from outside the world of wrestling will enter the world of wrestling for whatever reason, usually to promote some kind of thing. Macaulay Culkin. Uh, True. He's like a wrestler lines now. of character. Remember when Robocop came into WCW? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Think along those lines, because it was announced this week that making his in-ring debut in All Japan Pro Wrestling's Summer Explosion Final Battle will be none other than Hellboy. Is it I a, saw that. Is it at least David AG? Harbour? They have not confirmed who was <laughs> playing Hellboy. Simply stating God. Hellboy himself. They have him built at 6'5", 200 and something pounds. Yeah. They haven't built at 6'9 and over 500 pounds. Really? Okay. <sighs> yeah, I saw the article, and it's, uh, f- first off, this is AJPW just attempting somehow to get relevancy. Uh, uh, they're being outshined by pretty much every wrestling company yeah. in Japan, so. I think it's tangentially because uh, Hellboy's movie is finally opening in Japan. Oh, yeah, that's probably it. Which is weird because it's already on Blu ray here, but whatever. Yeah, and it's, you know, pretty okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't think it's going to be David Harbour, but it will probably be at least a David Harbour makeup on somebody. How so. cool would it be if it was David Harbour? God, I, he would do it too. Here's, <laughs> here's the only, the only hang up on that. He's currently filming a Marvel movie. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a. Well, it's a, maybe one day in Japan. I don't know. I doubt it, but. <laughs> Uh, he's off in Budapest uh, shooting the Black Widow movie. Yeah, they had a. Uh, as stunt far as guy. I'm aware, I don't. I don't have tabs on him 24 seven, unfortunately. Yet, uh, they had a stunt guy play RoboCop in um, what was it? Capital Combat 1990. When yeah, whatever that was, yeah, that God, it was awful. If you want to hear something real funny, uh, Grillin Jr. The new Jr.'s Jim Ross's new podcast. They they covered that episode. Like they covered that show as an episode and literally like the running question is just who booked this shit and jr is just like this is awful like this is fucking stupid <laughs> like and jr just goes off on it. he's like it's a fucking dumb idea and the reason the only reason they did it was because uh warner was uh like wcw like warner bought the rights to robocop 2 and it was coming out and so they were like, fuck it, it's Warner, use RoboCop. And it was that word that we all love in, in corporate world, synergy. Synergy. Yeah, so I, uh, this is just, it, it cries as just a desperate, like when, God, WCW used Chucky. and Like characters like that don't work in the world of professional wrestling. Now look, normally I would 100% agree with you. There are two things that I'm going to disagree. Number one, I really want to see Hellboy in a wrestling ring because there's literally a part in the beginning of the new movie where he fights a giant werewolf vampire thing in a wrestling ring. Mm. So I want to see how that plays out in real life. I mean, I'm not uh, mad at and, it. <laughs> and I am still forever holding out hope 
that at some point we will see not Dave Batista, but Drax the Destroyer show up to fight for the uh, what's it the the no, 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 the intergalactic champion. Yeah. As long as it's not the intergender championship. Yeah, no, 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 no. He stays away from the intergender championship, then he's fine. I think we might have to strip that title from you soon. No! Dude, it is... No defenses, man. You know what? We don't follow the... WWE doesn't even follow the 30-day rule. (laughs) Like, they don't even follow their own damn rules. So, why should I... And all I'm saying is, okay, look, okay, here's here's what I will say. You ready for this? You ready for this? I will issue right now, mark it on your calendars, 082119 on the live show right now. If you show up to the Talk Nerdy to Me live at the uh, Imaginarium con- Convention, Imaginarium Con, enter the Imaginarium.com. I will issue an open challenge for that title. You might just see an intergender championship match go down as part of the live show. Can can I bring in a ringer? Uh, that depends. Who is it? Well, I don't know if you've ever met Grace <laughs> but she's like a six foot tall, uh, scary black lady, and I really want to see her. Wait, Grit, Grit's wife? Yeah, have, no, have you no, no, out. Jack, yeah, 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 no, out. out. Yeah. I'll be sick that day. No, out. Oh, okay, okay. No. I, and I mean this in the nicest possible way. Uh, no, I'm intimidated by her. And I mean that as yeah, a compliment. She has, both a mo- <laughs> she has a mom voice and a nurse voice. Yeah, so. no, like, yeah. no. Um, mm-hmm. I, will, I, will, I mean, I'll wear my dark pants, but no. <laughs> no, not having it. Um, <laughs> so, no, I'm with you. Like, it's, it's, it's a fun... It's it's like a fun like idea to see licensed characters come in and and be a part of the world of professional wrestling, but it's on such a small scale. Yeah, it, don't do something like you know put a title on them or make them an integral part of a story. Just just do it for what it is, which is shameless promotion, and chalk it up to that and have fun with it. So what you're saying uh, is, if you have an expensive character that you're bringing in as a one shot, don't make it. Don't make him your world champion. Gotcha. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Gotcha. That's a that's a way inside. Like, joke I'm right saying. There, <laughs> I know what you're talking. I'm about. doing a show for one right now, and I don't care. I'm eating All my crustable. I don't care. That can have the Terminator and Spawn and Joker. Joker as downloadable characters for their game. Yeah. Why can't pro wrestling get in on the action too? It's just such a hard balance because you can't make that character look weak because it's friggin' Hellboy. But at the sa- so he's like he's literally like he's a demon of some kind. But at the same time, you're like, okay, well, you, do you want your guy to look weak by getting the shit beat out of him by Hellboy? Like, wh- who does that? Who like who does it help? Yeah. Who does it help? Yeah. And maybe I'm looking at it as, as a, the wrong perspective, like from a pro wrestling booker. That I'm like, who? Like, what? What's your? What? What, what do you expect is going to be your gain out of whatever? I don't. Maybe I'm just. I'm not looking at it like a fan, which is like. I just hope the makeup is good. Uh, they said his right hand of doom will be allowed, so I hope to utilize that. It's a coal miner's glove match. 
I don't know what we're yelling about. Spin the wheel, make the deal, bitches. You need to, if, if nobody knows uh, what that is. So WCW in like 92 or 94, when, the dark times of WCW. They did or a, the other dark times of WCW. Yeah, uh, the, entire, the entire run of WCW was dark times. They did a match that was spin the wheel, make the deal. And they had all these gimmick matches on the wheel. But the 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 thing that they didn't do is they didn't they they didn't make it so it would get whatever result they wanted. Like they legitimately did just did a free spin. And it ended up on coal miner's glove. And nobody knew what the fuck that was. They were just like, Well, whatever, it's a thing. And it was just like this giant like uh leather glove, like a like a you know, like a worker glove, just like a regular workman's glove that was supposedly quote unquote loaded. And so it was up on a pole, and you had to climb the pole, get the coal miner's glove, and then you—it was basically like a knockout punch. So yeah, it's it's the return of the coal miner's glove. Yeah. Do you remember when? Uh, oh, shit, so I bad. can't remember who it was in TNA. There was someone in TNA. There was like some woman who had like the loaded gloves. So whenever she would yeah. basically do something similar to the Superman punch, they would say that that was her like loading the glove. It's like no, what the fuck? She's not sliding something further down the glove to hit people in the face. No, the only time that shit ever worked is when William Regal used it as brass knucks, and he had the power of the punch. That was awesome. Other than that. That stuff doesn't work. I just have one question. Was this gimmick before or after Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? What year was Beyond Thunderdome? Uh, I knew you'd ask that. Because now I, I only ask the tough questions, man. Uh, I know. I'm going to look up, uh, gonna look up in... when this coal miners glove match. Oh, oh my God. As you know, if you broke a deal, you had to face the wheel. Uh, this coal miners glove. Oh, my gosh. Like, you, you look up coal miners and like 1985 85 okay hold on i'm gonna look up coal miners glove match no i don't want the wiki i just want the coal miners glove match <laughs> halloween havoc 1992 sting versus jake yeah. roberts so let me guess tnt was gonna premiere mad max beyond Thunderdome, <laughs> and <laughs> oh shit all right all right moving on yeah Our let's keep it moving here wrestling adjacent story um i thought this was a good one because it touches on something we all love uh stars has a new series about to start shooting uh later this year called heels family running a small time wrestling promotion and as the title will suggest older brother i believe is running the the company is a heel he's a bad guy uh so it's sort of yeah, it's a it's a drama series all about the ins and outs of trying to run a wrestling uh, organization in you know a small town, um, and just I assume the hell these wrestlers put themselves through for no money, um, and you know all the non glory they get. Uh, the thing that interests me, the lead is played by Green Arrow himself, Stephen Amell. Hey, looks like he's still he's getting work after. Arrow goes off the Yeah, air. did not take long to land no. a whole new series after he canceled his own right? yeah. CW hit series. It's like, I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah, that, but that's why Arrow's ending. He said, hey, guys, I'm done. I want I want to be... Well, that's the thing is his wife won't let him be a real wrestler, so he'll be a fake wrestler, which is an oxymoron. But never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna get into that topic. I'm a not gonna get into that. Right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Now we're using wrestling terms. How long until we start a spinoff wrestling podcast? Because we're getting there. God, I have been waiting. (laughs) 
If I'm there, it's the idiot's guide to wrestling. So, well, no, here's what we need is we need basically we just need the three of us, and it's me and Koran explaining all this shit to John. Oh, (laughs) John's like, why the fuck are they doing that? And we're like, okay, here's why because they thought that you're basically you can be the Winston Zetamore of the show. Why the hell are they putting his mom up on a forklift? Okay, here's why. (laughs) Judy Bagwell. Yeah, see, see, we could do that. Former Olympic gold medalist spraying that guy with milk. I'm confused. Can Rick Rude get through an entire match without someone pulling his pants down? No. Answers no. That's just one of them. Why is their hair <laughs> always wet? How yeah. could it always be wet? Yeah, it's always wet. We don't know. It's just that that's the question we don't know. Unless you're AJ Styles because that hair is magnificent. Oh, it's, it's well, glorious. That hair gets top billing. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's, it's a separate contract for the hair. Hashtag soccer mom hair, baby. <laughs> Woo! So, yeah, uh, like, so, no, yeah. I, I saw this with him, and I, I'm so happy because here's here's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that because, you know, he's friends with Cody Rhodes, and mm-hmm. the big rumor was that he was going to do something with AEW at some point. I'm really uh, hoping for a bunch of cameos from AEW wrestlers to make the wrestling look good because that's always been one of the biggest issues with dramatized shows that involve wrestling that don't use actual full-time wrestlers is that it always looks really crappy. It always looks really bad. So I'm hoping that, you know, we'll see a bunch of cameos from people so that it will look good. I think that's probably going to happen. And Amel has done enough real wrestling himself uh, and has enough contacts in that world. I oh, don't yeah. think he'd commit. I, I don't think because he, he's he came to this because he's a wrestling fan. I don't think he'd be committing to a show that was going to half-ass the wrestling. Here's my only problem with it: is why is it on yeah. Stars, a really crappy network that is hard to find? Um, put it on a real network. They got to do. They got to do something. <sighs> I just I don't understand the fact that Hulu today announced that those uh, those holiday themed scary movie that series is getting another season. Yeah, so, Into the Dark. Yeah, Into the Dark. Thank you. I couldn't remember the name. Into the Dark is getting a bunch of new movies next year, so that gets a bunch of funding. But Stars is the only network that will take heels. Or Stars gave them a better deal. That's true. Not. That might have happened. But There's now that means so many to... streaming outlets out there nowadays. You're kind of in a buyer's market. Everyone's trying to get content for their stuff. So if you've got a decent, and you know, this is a package of hey, wrestling shows work. Look at Glow. We've got Stephen Amell, who's fresh off this hot CW show. We're going to bring in some, you know, legit uh, pro wrestlers to make it make it legit. Uh, right. Like that's enough of a package you can sell that show. And I believe it's already picked up for uh, it's a full eight season first episode. I believe uh, if I eight season right. first episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all I know is it's listen. Time- hear what I say and know what I mean. Yeah. It's it's times like this that I'm really glad that I spent part of my special assignment unlocking a new fire stick, one of the 4K fire sticks, so that I don't need to be tied to no, whatever got everything whatever now, channel it's on that you have to pay extra for. And now that Spartacus is over, there's no reason to have stars. Yeah. Oh. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. All I'm gonna say is is nah, now that you're uh, uh, broken, uh, check out Swamp Thing. 
Oh yeah, that's right. I've been. I, I don't, don't pay for DCL access, but check out something. You say that like I would give DC money for as, anything live action. I was so disappointed. As a, as a horror fan, I think you'll enjoy it. I watched Batman Hush and was thoroughly disappointed. Yeah, I could have told you that. Yeah, because um, I was okay with the comic storyline, but meh, the animated feature their, was whatever. Their direct adaptations are always a letdown. Yeah. Uh, when they make up their own stories, they're usually much better. So I'm hopeful for the new Wonder Woman because that's a, its own story. The new That's what I was going to do! I was going to do that! I, just, I was winding up. We're not singing the songs. I don't know. Alright, let's keep it moving here. What so else moving we got? On. Yeah. Trucking right along. Yeah. Uh, in huh? news, uh, <laughs> near and dear to my heart, uh, but I was pretty sure was over and done with a decade ago, uh, we're getting a new Matrix movie. Uh, confirmed Keanu Reeves, Neo is back. Confirmed Carrie Ann Moss, even though her character died in the third movie. Spoiler for a movie that's like a decade old. Uh, she's coming back as Trinity and Lana Wachowski. Uh, I guess they couldn't get, was it Lana and, and Laura? I don't know at this uh, point. Yeah. Did they even uh, they, know at they this point? They got one of the Wachowskis, not both of them, uh, coming back to produce and write and direct. Uh, but there is a fourth matrix movie on its way i only have one question uh-huh why yup. okay i'm fine with a new bill and ted if we're talking yeah, about if you, keanu if you weren't there'd be a fight no like, if we're talking about like keanu reeves projects that are resurrected from beyond i'm cool with and i'm actually really psyched for a new bill and ted the, you know, want to know why I'm not psyched for a Matrix, another Matrix movie? Because I saw the last two. Oh, yeah. And I don't really care about the Matrix anymore. Well, the first Matrix was was really cool because it, it broke a lot of new ground for sci-fi movies and action movies and uh, CGI and stunts. And, like, it, it was really great. Yeah. yeah. The next two are hot turds. And... They're not let me, good. Let me counter that with this. The last two movies sucked. They left a really bad taste in their mouth. And that's no reason to let a whole franchise die. The themes in the story of The Matrix are even more resonant now than they were in the late 90s. I mean, look at how much closer to really being The Matrix our world has become. Like, look how much more addicted to electronics and games and and uh, Oculus Rift and shit like that we are now. Like, the Matrix could work. I'm cool with another Matrix movie. I don't necessarily need a Matrix 4. Like, I'm really confused why we're bringing back characters that I thought were dead. Because for blind. straight up, yeah, yeah, Trinity straight up got impaled and she died. And then Keanu, sorry, uh, Neo, um, source code, uh, so he's gone, at least physically, so I guess maybe he's like a ghost in the machine kind of thing now? I don't know. Uh, like, I'm all for a Matrix project, I just don't quite get why we're still bringing back dead characters. And no mention of our boy Lawrence Fishburne, Cowboy Curtis. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say, that's where the money is. What the hell? Larry Fishburne? <laughs> yeah, Larry Fishburne, you might know him as the orderly from, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, I just uh, it, it just I, screams unnecessary cash grab to me. No, and I I totally get that. All of it there, screams. It, it, it definitely has that 
aura to it. That being said, if done properly, this could redeem the last movies that were not so great and revive the franchise. And, and what I, again, think is really like, I, I think the themes of where does reality end and virtual reality start, all the, all the kind of shit that the Matrix dealt with, I think are just that much more resonant today. So I think it could work really well. Um, if the Ghost in the Shell movie had succeeded and we were getting sequels to that, I could argue you don't need a Matrix because that movie franchise deals with the same thing, but that flopped hardcore. So someone needs to come along and pick up that slack and, and, and kind of you know carry that flag forward. So enough of the original creative people are back on. I'm assuming with Keanu they'll get um, 7-Eleven Studio or 3711 Studios uh, to do the fight choreography, the guys that did uh, the John Wick movies and uh, Atomic Blonde. Um, so if nothing else, we should see some amazing fights. Uh, and, and come on, man. Giving Keanu work. How can you argue against it? I mean, I want him to have work, but I want it to be meaningful work that's not just a cash grab. That's all yeah. I want. Is I just want him to do well, but I want him to do well with a purpose, is all. Okay. I don't want him to be sad Keanu on the bench anymore. Nobody wants that. No. I want him to be happy Keanu. Yeah. I want him to be... Like, I want him to be speed three, Keanu. Nobody wants. Nobody that. wants that. I'm just no, no. That that's a misstep <laughs> for sure. Um, Although, if Matrix Four does well, no, let's not. Let's pretend. What's the last thing you saw Sandra Bullock in? Ugh. Yeah, that that romantic <laughs> comedy with Ryan Reynolds. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, the intern or something. Like I that? don't know. Assistant. Uh, Proposal? There you go. Yeah, that's the one. There's so many of them. I don't. I can't keep them all straight. So this premise only works because the boss is a girl. Yeah, that movie. Mm-hmm. No. Can't reverse the front. Anyway, okay, yeah. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about a fourth Matrix? Yeah, okay. It's happening. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment for trailer. Can't can't stop that in... train. What if they bring in Arnold Schwarzenegger to reprise his role as John Matrix from Commando? Ooh, in. Yeah. The pot off? Okay, okay. In. But they also in. had to bring back um, his daughter. I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm okay with I, I would. I would, I would be okay if they brought back Roland Kickinger just to be stunt Arnold. Because <laughs> he's not doing so, anything. Matrix 4, subtitled Commando 2. Yeah. Got it. I like it. I'm in. I think they're both produced by the same guy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, our last no. bit of news for News Roundup. You knew this was coming. Yeah. It's all over your social media. It Gosh. is the new thing to meme. Uh, guys, look, I'm sorry. Mom and dad just don't love each other anymore, and they're going their own ways. Uh, Disney and, and, uh, and Sony are splitting up, and poor... Poor Spider-Man is just caught in the middle. Can I yell one more time? Go for it. Ready? I'm going to back up from the microphone, but I'm going to do this. They have turned the car around and no one's getting ice cream. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody's getting ice cream. They they went through with their threat. Here's... No. I was ready 
full disclosure, I was ready to just go off on a rant about this whole thing. Please do. But I've I've done some more reading. I've done some more research because okay. it's all right now. It's all rumor and innuendo. Uh, Sony made a statement. Disney hasn't really made a statement. We don't have no one who was in the room has gone on record to say like what really went on. So all we have are sources like unnamed sources say that this is what happened. I get where both sides looking at the numbers. I get where both sides are coming from. I did research on this topic, by the way, I did a lot of research on this because if you go by the rumor that we've heard or that I've read is that the, the current deal that was up was that Disney slash Marvel gets 5% of profits and 100% of the merchandise. Sony gets everything else. The proposed Disney deal reportedly 50, 50 profit sharing with um, shared production costs. Supposedly. Right. And at first I'm like, well, yeah, Disney you know, is, is doing most of the work. They should get more of the profits. Um, you know, they are kind of getting screwed on that. I get it because they just had, you know, the first Spider-Man movie that made over a billion dollars worldwide. Which is also, I might add, the highest grossing Sony movie ever. Right. So I'm like, okay, I totally see their point. On the other hand, from Sony's perspective... And I can't believe I'm actually saying this from Sony's perspective. Ooh, ooh, I can't wait to hear this. You look at it and you're like, okay, so let's go flat out, uh, you know, domestic, domestic only, uh, adjusting for inflation. Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 are the three highest grossing Spider-Man movies. Far From Home is next and then Homecoming and then the two amazing Spider-Man movies. So um, worldwide, unadjusted, it goes far from... Ready for this? It goes far from home, Spider-Man 3, Homecoming, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. So with or without Marvel's help and Disney's help, Spider-Man movies make money despite themselves, and Sony's going to make money and not make significantly more money to give up that much percentage. So I totally get their perspective of no, absolutely not. Like we're, especially if Let we, me... if we don't get any of the merchandise, we're not going to give up that much and share production costs. Like it's a total loss. Like it's, it's a pretty big loss for them. If, if that's let all me, correct. Let me counterpoint that. Yeah, let yeah, me, please, that, please. I assume that what is being reported is correct simply because enough, Reputable places have right. reported it, and they're all reporting the same thing. Right, right. Therefore, like, yes, nothing officially has been announced from the two, but or for these from Disney, but Disney not saying anything says a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a negotiation. You're going to come with a high number. You're going to say we want a 50-50 split. Sony's job is then to come back and say, okay, how about this? We'll give you 15% of the first dollar box office, and you cut us in on 25% of the merchandise. Like, that's what a negotiation is. You go back and forth until you come to a number you can both live with. Well, honestly, Disney came with that number. Sony said, no, we're good, and walked away. Well, 
and and part of it I think is also because Disney I think has more to lose with this deal breaking down at this point than Sony does. Bullshit. Because Bullshit. well no yeah because look because look okay all they have to do is insert Spider-Man into I can't believe I'm going to say it this way. Spider-Man into the Venom universe. Uh Marvel has wrapped they've made Spider-Man the new Iron Man. Like they've built so much around Spider-Man going on into the this next phase and like the Avengers part of their next phase. It's like they've put so much into Spider-Man and Sony kind of already has a ready-built spot for him to just jump in without really a problem. Yeah, they can't use No, Sony the... has Sony has one movie in the Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man. That's it. Sony has a lot more to Sony cannot launch a franchise to save their lives. Did, it, did anyone see Men in Black International this summer? Uh, I didn't put it in my uh, Cineplex, so nope. Rest my fucking case. No, Sony cannot let Spider-Man go because it is the only IP they have that's still making money. That's it. And I say that a diehard Ghostbusters fan. It's all they've got is Spider-Man. If they lose Spider-Man, that company's going under. Marvel, yeah, they're going to have to do some story rewrites to kind of work around the speed bump of Spider-Man not being there anymore. I think but that's Marvel... more than a speed bump, no, though. No, Marvel never hung their entire hat on one character. That's the genius of the MCU. And it's not the first time they've had to pivot because something happened with the character. I'm just... So, yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to be a noticeable absence, but the MCU is going to roll right on. Because Spider-Man isn't even in the next phase. So they've got another two years to figure out what they're going to do without Spider-Man or how they're going to transition away from not having Spider-Man. Like, Marvel's going to be just fine without Spider-Man. I don't know how well Spider-Man's going to be without the MCU. I mean, that's what made these last two movies successful was the MCU. Well, I mean, the thing about this, like, they've got... Uh, and admittedly, it was the uh, lowest box office performing Spider-Man movie, but uh, Into, Into the Spider-Verse was very highly regarded. Fantastic. It, um, I mean, Academy Award. They can they can go all in on that and use that Spider-Man. Like they don't necessarily need to immediately throw him into the live action film universe. They can they can rebuild a little bit, like. I, I just I, I think that Sony is is decently positioned to introduce him and not like I, I just I, I don't I like I can think of fifty ways to introduce him without it without missing a beat and but how do you how do you so the MCU without Peter Parker okay it's gonna be weird and it's gonna be a noticeable absence but we can move on without it. How do you make a third movie in this? Uh, uh, not Tom Willing, Tom oh. Holland, <laughs> <laughs> not Smallville. No. Uh, how do you make a third in this franchise that now suddenly has zero connections to the MCU? Can't even mention Iron Man or Cap or Avengers or any of that by name. No, well, you, I mean you don't have That's to. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's tough, but I mean you can do it, and you can you you could make it work, and and you know slide him into you know the the 
the existing universe and kind of build on like I, I just like I don't see it as a huge uphill especially if they're branching out I mean like you know you know they're they're branching out enough with the Spider-Man universe that I mean I I, I don't because yeah, we're all psyched for that Jared Leto Morbius movie, aren't we? Oh God, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to see Jared Leto. In yeah, anything. that's what Sony's doing. That's their extended universe right now: Venom and Morbius, and maybe a Craven did universe. I'm sorry, that does not build much faith in me. Like I, I don't I, I don't do that. He deserves better. They're just doing a reverse Sinister Six. They're doing all the villains first. Yeah. It's like the it's like the villains version of the Avengers. The phase one. All the villains get a movie and then it's instead of where the Avengers would go, it's Sinister Six with Spider Man. Yeah, and it's that's because that's all they've got. Like Sony has all the Spider Man characters, but without Spider Man, A, there's not that many heroes, and B, there aren't that many good characters because they're all villains that's Spider Man. It's not a done thing yet. Like negotiations right. are over, so there's still time for cooler heads to prevail, especially with all the public backlash. Not a single person I've seen is mad at Disney over this. They're all fuming at Sony. And you, I like uh, you, kind of should be mad at Disney about this. Like I would kind of be mad at. Well, I, like I, I'm kind of taking the the position of like we're at a point where Disney now owns one third of the motion picture industry. Do we need to keep like bowing to their will and giving them what they want. Like, do we just again? It's a do we just want, negotiation? Like, do we just want a monopoly where Disney just owns owns your theater? Like, I I just I see and and I'm just taking the devil's advocate position because I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Like, I, I'm just I'm just you know I'm just looking at it from the perspective of like, hey, props to somebody for sticking up to Disney. And I say that as a huge Disney fan, but like props to someone for not just letting Disney come in and go, fuck it, we're taking what we want, and them going, okay. Like, and yeah, it, it, it's so somebody from some side leaked this as a negotiation tactic, obviously. Like, it's not, it's not over, and they're going to work this out somehow because they're both, both sides are going to realize that they work better together than apart. They just got to figure out, you know, where that meets. So I'm not super worried that we're going to end up having everything, you know, blown apart and this is the end and oh God. But I'm a total sky is falling and they're going to ruin Spider-Man again. Uh, although just, I did see a really funny meme about it's great that Sony is sticking to their tradition of ruining Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, uh, I just, yeah, like I, I just, uh, like I'm worried. Like I'm, I'm looking at it from a, from a perspective of, like Disney, coming in hot, being like, this is what the hell we want, and like trying to, because you hear the stories about Disney bullying theaters and saying, you know, you're not going to get these movies unless you run these movies for x number of weeks yeah we but don't studios care. have done that for decades right, That's right. Not but but what i'm saying is there's never been a studio as big as disney is right now i don't think that's no no you're you're correct in that and like, so i just they're, think, they're huge i think it sets a very day and like because people are already like well, will disney just buy sony and we'll be done with it and it's like no that's the worst thing that could happen because you it is it, you don't 
want one company owning everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, I just, I, it's just such a dangerous precedent. Kind of like back when there was a rumor that Sony was going to make a deal with Marvel to put Spider-Man in the MCU. And somebody on this show said, that's probably not a good idea. Was it you? Uh, I'm not saying it was. <laughs> I'm, I, now, I, we've got, now we've got a taste of it and now we want more. Well, at, uh, at worst, you know, you just buy the Blu-rays and just be able to enjoy the, the good Spider, the, the golden age of Spider-Man movies and then just be done. So the golden age of the golden age of who? Spider-Man. That's the <laughs> okay, one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, I just uh, like part of me is like, yeah, they need to work this out because they've got a good thing, and it's just both sides are being greedy, and somebody needs to back down. Again, I don't think both. Again, it's a negotiation. You come with a high number. You you go and saying, okay, we will settle for fifteen. We're going to start at forty. Like that's how you negotiate deals, and and so yeah, Disney came in with a big number, fifty fifty. Like we will split fifty percent of the cost of making the movie because right now Disney's putting all of it up, and we'll split fifty percent of the take. Okay, then Sony's job is to come back and say, "No, it's too high. Let's do twenty, thirty, whatever." Like to come back with a counter offer and to you know, do that. That's how negotiations work. Hold on, I saw again. Let me um, let me pull up what they. Because I saw the, I saw the the article I read said Sony countered with yeah oh we like it how it is leave it yeah the five percent yeah like leave everything the way it is which is is what they have now five percent first dollar means just uh, initial theatrical run they don't get any of the Blu-ray stuff or any of that merchandising from that version of Spider-Man specifically and then they get five percent of like the first run box office. Which, yes, you can argue Disney doesn't really need anyone. Uh, but if they're putting up all the money to produce the movie, I think I don't think it's outrageous to want them to get a little bit more return or to see Sony put a little more money into it. And again, Sony needs Spider-Man a lot more than Disney does right now. So here's, 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 the, here's yeah. the succinct way that I saw this. Um, okay. The quote, simple math with rounded numbers. Okay. So Spider-Man... Far from Home did 1.2 billion. These are all rounded, you know, whatever. Uh, 1.2 billion right. box office. Right. Let's consider 50% of the distribution cost for theaters and, and whatnot, even though I hate the word whatnot. Uh, deduct $200 million production and marketing budget. Uh, profits for the movie are around $400 million. Let's just use that as a round number. So previous deal was 5% of benefits, which is $20 million for to Disney and royalties for royalties and $380 million for Sony. New deal would mean Sony gets two hundred million, so they would lose about two hundred million dollars on that hypothetical. If you consider Spider-Man would be less profitable without the MCU, let's take Venom as the the prototype here. Okay. It ha- it did eight hundred and fifty million dollars on a budget of a hundred million, which would end up with around uh, when you deduct all of the round numbers, about three hundred million dollars profit. And these are all numbers from Box Office Mojo, um, which is still more than they would make with the Disney deal. So, like, looking at, and of course, hypotheticals with rounded numbers, I get it. But, you know, I can kind of see from their perspective where they're like, that's a, that's a lot to give up 
when they're making stuff. And you can blame, if you want to, and this can be the episode title if you want, I don't care. You can blame the Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just blame the Chinese because they're the ones that For made... Right, because Venom was super successful, and that's what made Sony go, well, if we did this one on our own and it made $850 million off a $100 million and budget. Into the Spider-Verse, which, again, didn't right. have the box office, but it won an Academy Award. Right. So, so now they think they've got Spider-Man back under control. Right. And, Marvel anymore. And, and so, I mean, you can let's, – let's blame China. Like, let's just, let's just call it the way it is. Because it kind of it like it inflated Sony to the point where they feel like they're doing it right because their stuff's making money and they don't need anybody else's help. So why would they give up fifty percent if they can make just as like like the the percentage that they're giving up is more than you know what they're making on their own? So it doesn't make sense for them. So I totally get it. Why would you want to give Disney more money and lose your own position if you were a non-Disney production company or, you know, studio? Why would you want to feed your, and I'm using air quotes, competition and lose more money yourself if you don't have to? First of all, they're not your competition and your partner. Second of all, that's assuming, that's assuming Sony takes the deal that Disney set out. Right, Again, right, right. it's a negotiation. You come with a high number. That, that's assuming they take the crappy deal Disney came to the table with. And I'm not saying they're going to. Uh, that's the whole point of, of renegotiating stuff, is they had this five-year or five-film deal that's up now, time to retalk. Let's see how things are done after those five movies, and we'll sit back at the table and hash things out. That's the step we're at right now. So, uh, again, I, I they it's Sony... They're going to do whatever they want because they're high on their own Kool-Aid right now. Because they think they know how to do Spider-Man and they don't need uh, MCU and they can do fine just on their own. I know that's what they're thinking. Right oh, now. yeah, absolutely. The numbers you just quoted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it's not going to work that way. You might get away with it for one movie where John Q. Public still doesn't understand that Spider-Man isn't connected to Marvel anymore. Or you moving people. Uh so that the next thing, you know, the third, whatever they call it, the third home title Spider-Man movie, uh, might get away with doing pretty well at box office. After everyone realizes, oh, this has nothing to do with Marvel anymore or the MCU anymore, that fourth one is going to tank. Yeah, because uh, look no further than the Friday the 13th franchise to look at the idea that in a franchise like that, your current movie the success of your current movie is based on the movie that came before it. And if you want a perfect example, look at Friday the 13th part six, which bombed in theaters because part five was so bad. Part six was really good. It bombed. That's just how it is. You Look to your own Stony franchise. Spider-Man 3 somehow made yeah. more money than at the same time. Right? Isn't that weird? So, all right. I think we've gotten all the Spider-Man yeah. stuff out of our system. Yeah. Coron, are you awake? Yep. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry. 
No, it's fine because you you know I think we're gonna bore John here in a few minutes. I so. think we will. Resting my voice. <laughs> You're about to come All out right. like Aiden English. Here we go. Uh, so our last topic. Do we have it? Do we have a? No, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, angry. Okay, you're angry. Angry! Koron smash! Good. Well, then go for it, Koron. Yeah. Motherfuckers, here's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> here's the fucking deal. And there, there was... Uh, there were a couple things that, like, really... Rumor when I came up with this, and I really wanted to discuss like when and when doesn't hitting the quote unquote panic button work in certain situations. And there's a giant, and I mean a giant, uh, example I have here for you. Uh, the gem of WWE for the past what two and a half years, three years now. Uh-huh. Flanagan? Yeah. yeah. Somewhere around there? Yeah. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Been one of those things where it's like, so we'll see good wrestling on NXT. It's Triple H's baby. Mm-hmm. They tape it at full sale. It always feels kind of like intimate and it, it feels like what TNA really wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> We're always just like, well, thank God Vince doesn't have anything to do with that. Well, <laughs> then. Welcome AEW to yesterday. Happened. Or two yeah. days ago. Then, then AEW happened. And uh, AEW has been this tour de force of professional wrestling. What? Eight months ever since they got announced. And you could even argue it to a year when the uh, all-in event they did last year, Labor Day weekend. <sighs> AEW gets this massive, and I mean massive TV deal where even before the TV deal they they had Tony Khan, a guy who owns a football team as one of their financial backers. So yeah, you could say he probably has some money to play with. Yeah, he's got a few dollars to kick around. Then they all of a sudden are just like, hey, we have this TV deal we're going to announce. It's with TNT. Hey Flanagan, uh, can you please remind the people, uh, what channel did WCW air on? You are looking at a sold-out crowd here live on TNT for WCW Monday Nitro. Yeah. So, you know, they announced this thing, and then the, the rumors started of, like, well, you know, there, there, were, there were rumblings of, like, oh, oh my gosh, the, the wars are back because NXT. But it was always one of those things where it's, like, NXT tapes a month at a time over the course of, like, three days. Yeah. And they're always just kind of taping to get to that next thing. Started. And then the validity started. And then Brad Shepard put in his two cents and no one gave a shit because he fucking sucks. Ha! Uh, <laughs> he looks like the kind of guy that smells his own farts. Looks like the kind of guy that pays for sex, like, voluntarily. Um, <laughs> and I don't mean, like, paying for dates. I mean, like, he pays for sex. Yeah. But the men he pays are very nice. And no, work, we don't judge. Work hard the- for their money. Um, mustache so, wax ain't cheap. It came out 
you know, it was all but confirmed as of like Saturday and Sunday. The official announcement from WWE, I think, came Monday. Yeah, from their uh, press release, from, from their, their press, press re- uh, Twitter account, press Twitter relations page. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, that NXT is going live two hours a week, which, okay, cool. I'm still on par with that. It's still in full sale. Sweet. Okay, I'm on par with that. Uh, and then it's going to be on USA. And that just means more Vince McMahon involvement. It means a bunch of commercial breaks for shitty reality TV shows. Uh, I believe my buddy Rusty on Twitter put it best. He's like, you know what the best pro wrestling show in the world was missing right now? Commercial breaks. Yeah, it really was. Like, I can't wait to find out what the Chrisleys are up to in between Johnny Gargano matches. Because, uh, I mean, you arguably, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, the NXT guys are excited and they have every right to be. They are moving to a major platform for them. Um, oh, they are yeah. moving to a huge, huge platform for them. It is guys like Johnny Gargano, guys like Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Undisputed Era and I, I feel bad for Kari Sane and Asuka. Like, I feel like all these people who made NXT this, like, but specifically the guys I, I want to mention are Gargano and Ciampa because those guys have, like, been what I would call Mr. and Mr. NXT. Because uh, if you want to talk about, like, th- those guys have every right to just be so happy about this. And uh, now that um, uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango are back in NXT, that's going to be awesome. And NXT is about to show some real true tag team wrestling. I feel like this was a massive way too soon hit the panic button. Yeah. Because I, I love AEW. I, I wish them the best. But like that double or nothing show and people were saying competition is here. I'm like, no, it's not. They didn't have a TV deal then. And then they announced the TV deal and people were like competition is here. It's like, no, they're not. They haven't been on television yet. Right. Who shows the for free on the fight net or on fight TV? And people were once again clamoring about like competition, competition, competition. It's not competition. Anything can last a couple weeks on TV. Like, uh, fucking horrible dating shows there are. Look at anything. Um, shit. What was, what was that weird ass on Comedy Central that, uh, basically like the cartoon reality show? Oh, gosh, yeah. Drawn together. Drawn together. Yeah. Ugh. Three fucking seasons, and it was never good. All I, I have two words for you right now at this point when you're talking about things that can last on TV forever. Jim Belushi. Awesome. Is, is all your... Uh, George but, Lopez. That's all the evidence you need that crap can last on TV forever. Getting a bunch of independent guys who are really popular, getting all this stuff. I mean, they are handling this in a great way. But it's not competition until you can, like, prove. I mean, prove you can go against, like, the big guys. And proved that yet. Well, selling out, selling out nine shows. But, I mean, the, the Fight for the Fallen and Fighter Fest didn't sell out. They, uh, you know, and I would love to see the turnaround on how many of these, like, uh, I don't know what the hell they're calling their Wednesday night show, but these... AEW Wednesday night TV program shows. I, I, I know they've all sold out really quick, but uh, you know, go on 
or any second market ticket seller and see how much they're going for and how many are on there. Like, yet? Get, talk to me in April, and I'll, I'll consider. I'll, I'll call them competition at that point once they've proved they have staying power on television. Once they prove they have staying power in ticket sales. Well, sweet. They're competition at that point. Here's here's my from WWE's perspective right now. I think the biggest thing that they need to worry about at this point right now is not AEW on Wednesday nights on TNT. It's when Fox comes a calling for the ratings on Friday nights that they cannot produce. And they're having to come up with answers as to why they're not making the ratings that they had sold the bill of goods for to get this huge contract. Because I don't know if you saw ratings uh, for W. If you've seen ratings for WWE programming for the last year, but no, they're not good. They're, they're like below twos. They're like one sevens and one nines. Like, they're not good at all. And they're going prime time on a major over the air network that has demands. The biggest thing that everyone has always said and that is saying right now that's involved in AEW is that TNT is being super cool about like what they want out of the AEW programming as far as ratings and return on their investment so AEW will be around. Like that show is going to stick around. Like that show, I have no, no, no worry that that show is going to be around for the foreseeable future. SmackDown on Fox, on the other hand, I'm I'm wondering how long until it gets shipped to FS1 because it won't be long. Uh, the other rumor is that I've read, I've I've heard some stuff, and Fox is mad that NXT went to USA because they basically had some sort of handshake agreement or whatever that, like, uh, NXT was going to FS1. I really, I, I think Vince might try and buy their contract out if they try and ship them to Fox Sports One because that is nail in the coffin for that show in general that the contract that they have to be on Fox like this this move and you knew that as soon as they announced AEW is getting a primetime TNT spot you knew that WWE was going to do excuse me something to answer that because they are so fragile in their egos that something was going to be like something was going to counter that, and so their um, NXT is premiering a week before AEW. Like they're getting they a, bumped it up from the twenty fifth to the eighteenth. Yeah, they're getting a one week thing, so it's going to be the same thing that happened when they premiered um, uh, main event and all these other things where the first like three four NXT shows are going to be filled with just main roster people. You're going to see Roman Reigns on there. You're going to see Brock Lesnar on NXT. You're going to see all this crap. 
which is going to be the worst possible thing for NXT because it's going to turn NXT fans off in the biggest way. But because they want, they want to dominate, they want to win. It's going to be your Vince impression gets me every <laughs> fucking time. Ah, oh, pal, there we're going to make them eat shit. Like it's they're going to overdo it, and they're going to they're going to like. They're going to blow their load on the first three episodes just to get everybody to pay attention. And then it's going to turn into generic WWE program number 45. Because here's my big problem. In the boom of professional wrestling, and I'm talking 97, 98, 99, all the way through until what I'm now calling the stale era which is like the HD era where everything kind of just got stale and felt generic. Every show had its own feel like raw was just felt different than SmackDown. And it wasn't just because now they have the same stage and, you know, graphics and all that crap. The only difference is they light the audience red in one and blue in the other. But like raw had a different energy, had a different vibe, had a different, feel to it than SmackDown, than Shotgun Saturday Night, than, you know, any of the other shows that they had, than Nitro, which had which felt different than Thunder. But now everything feels exactly the same. Raw feels the same as SmackDown, which feels the same as everything else. And what's gonna happen is the only like the only one right now that feels different and has its own identity is NXT. And What's going to happen, I can already see it because this is the machine. This is the WWE machine is to overcorrect and to try and fight AEW the best way that, quote unquote, that they think they know how to do is they're going to make it feel just like Raw and SmackDown. And it's going to be a WWE program. And that's the biggest disservice that they can do. I, th I actually strongly disagree with that. Okay. I, I, I think they're going to keep NXT the same way. And I say that knowing uh, one thing, and that's that Fox wants a completely different presentation for SmackDown than it currently has. And it's also going to get a facelift for its... Uh, fuck am I trying to say here? For its set design and all that. In October, I, which means at some point, like, I think the current SmackDown set, which is vaguely different from the Monday Night Raw set. Um, I think the current SmackDown set is going to move and be your pay-per-view set. Okay. They, whatever they change over to. The, uh, that SmackDown will have a new show and you'll basically have your Raw look, your SmackDown look your NXT look, and then your pay-per-view look. The concern here is I, I don't want NXT on... I don't want the NXT roster on every pay-per-view. It feels special, and literally, like, ever since they really started, like, ever since TakeOver became a big production, it like, I think it was summer 2015 when they had the first big one tied in with SummerSlam in Brooklyn. Since they did that, like, you know, when you ask me, what was your favorite WWE match of 2016, 2017, 2018? 
so far in 2019, like it's it's an NXT match. Goal time. 2016 had that awesome fatal four way for the uh, IC title. Um, but other than that, like I just and I know Triple H is going to fight hard to keep to to keep NXT NXT. Like there's a reason that it's much um power behind it and so much drive i just i i i hope that it it doesn't change like drastically and i hope this event's involvement is minimal and that like i i think a lot of what you said was spot on um i think the first few weeks are going to be logged down like look at what they've announced for the first friday uh, Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. It's the tw- they're announcing it as the 20th anniversary of SmackDown, and you know they've already announced Angle and Sting, who has never appeared on an episode of SmackDown his entire life. Yeah, <clears throat> all these other like they've announced all these legends like Hogan and all that kind of crap. It's like I don't I don't give a shit about these. We just had Raw reunion three weeks ago, but they they haven't announced Batista, who was the face of SmackDown for a really long time. Uh, without the Undertaker, yeah, without the Undertaker, Edge, or Batista, like you, your down like anniversary, and yeah, as you mentioned, JBL. Without like those guys, I feel like it's just kind of a slap in the face. Yeah, well, it's just a it's the Raw reunion just on SmackDown. It's it just, just feels like. You know, SmackDown didn't have a mainstay guy. Like they, they knew it was this second. Like they knew it was this bastard stepchild for a long time, and it wasn't until, like, you have to start treating this like we paid for this show. But you have to put effort into it. And they brought the brand split back, and they had uh, Styles felt like the first true like SmackDown guy long time until he uh yeah, yeah where's he now well they drafted him because we can't have nice things nope we cannot well we just all have to hope that vince mcmahon is so wrapped up in the xfl that he kind of fades away from wwe stuff caught up, caught up in the what he gets caught up in uh, the XFL. There it is. There it is. Uh, and I say that like hitting the hitting the a panic button or the reset button or whatever you want to call it is not always a bad thing. It it has. Oops, yeah. I actually just mentioned a time where it really worked for WWE. Like the brand split in 2016, I was strongly against when they announced it but i think it breathed like it, it was a f- breath of fresh air into wwe which it desperately needed at that point i just like, wish if they would when they do a brand split i just wish that they would stick with it for more than a month and actually make it mean something rather than just like use it as an excuse to fill a week's worth of programming and then just abandon it uh, they, because uh, they stuck to it, like, 
just shy of two years before every pay-per-view became co-branded again. I hate it. Like it, it's, I like the idea of roster exclusivity and the people don't like, you don't cross rosters until, you know, like the, the big four pay-per-views and that's it. Like that's the only time that you can have like those, those backstage segments where people from opposite brands run into each other or you have, you know, inter brand matches, but the idea of, I even struggle calling them brands because the concept of a brand and, you know, brand identity and having it be its own, each show being its own brand is, is not at all what the WWE is presenting, but that's the, the terminology they use and they've suckered me into using it. But yeah, I, I just, I remember a time when it, it actually mattered what show you were drafted to and you weren't on every program every week when you were drafted to one show. But those, I, those days are gone. Because, I mean, the, the 2016 brand split felt like it mattered and I still just remember... Like when Bray Wyatt got a pinfall victory over Roman Reigns, I was like, holy fucking shit. At the end of that Survivor Series match, it was this big thing. Uh, when it got moved from Raw to SmackDown, it was a, it, it was a, a, a big move. You know, uh, the downside is like you have a guy like The Miz who's just ping ponged back and forth on shows every single year. Yep. I honest to God could not tell you what roster Dolph Ziggler is legitimately supposed to be on. No, I don't even think he can tell you. Uh, he He's on the uh, part-timer stand-up comedy tour roster. Ah. Just, yeah. That's all. That's there, the roster there, where he lives. And there's... Like I said, I didn't mean to turn this into a whole thing about bitching about yeah. wrestling because I do have examples where I think hitting the panic button worked, worked that aren't exclusive to wrestling and stuff. But I pitched this as an idea and then the NXT thing, the NXT news dropped like the next day. So No, it's a perfect example because it's, it is WWE overcorrecting and trying to solve a problem that isn't a problem and and starting stuff that doesn't need to be started it's just a very unnecessary move uh i mean i i i hope I'm eating my words uh, about NXT moving to uh, national programming, is I guess what I can call it, yeah. cable programming. Yeah, yeah. Um, basic cable. I, I yeah. hope I'm. Yeah, I hope I'm eating my words about that. And like, I can also just envision this world where uh, Adam Cole celebrating, uh, or you know, Velveteen Dreams celebrating with the the North American title or he wins the NXT championship and all of a sudden you just hear this scream and here comes Lars Sullivan because NXT doesn't have that big guy. 
like I I just I I I want to be wrong but I'm scared I'm right. If that makes sense. I just I I feel uh, the only thing that I can I can feel about it is the concept of a nationwide basic cable deal goes against what NXT was designed to be. And by that, I mean, NXT was kind of this, it was the next step after the performance center where it was, okay, it's a smaller, more intimate kind of environment where the up and coming guys can get used to wrestling for live audiences and wrestling for cameras so that at a certain point they move up to the main roster and it kind of puts them on the main roster to a lesser extent because it puts NXT instead of being that step between the performance center and the main roster it moves NXT up to the same level as Raw and SmackDown and kind of makes it a third equivalent brand. And I don't know. It just, it feels wrong. I don't know. Fair point. It, just, it feels it feels like it's not in the spirit like like NXT. It, it doesn't seem like NXT. It would be like if in like the mid nineties they were like, oh yeah, by the way, USA is now having a new show, Ohio Valley Wrestling. And instead of just being a regional thing that you can get in, you know, Louisville and Nashville, um, and that's it. Like there's two channels or you know two or three markets where you can get Ohio Valley Wrestling. Ohio Valley Wrestling is now. Um, you know, Tuesday nights at, at nine o'clock on USA. And it's like, no, in 2002 I, or 2001, I would not have wanted to see Shelton Benjamin, Brock Lesnar, uh, John Cena and Randy Orton in prime time because they're not like, that's not what Ohio Valley is supposed to be. And I don't feel like NXT is supposed to be on the same level as Raw and SmackDown. And that's not a knock on NXT, but I don't... But you need that step. It's right. just like a baseball. Like you've got your triple A, your double A, your single A. Like you right. need that, that step in between. Like you're not quite ready for a full roster, but you're beyond the performance center. Like right. you need a right. level. You need you need to you need to like learn how to wrestle the WWE style and figure out like how to hold your chin lock so you can see the camera and like you know know where you, the you camera is. You run the shoot. risk of think of it in the terms of like starting that live. You know the not ready for prime time. Like, right. If you if you put that product, which is not supposed to be as polished and as as put together as SmackDown and Raw, and you pimp that like it is a third SmackDown or Raw. But your talent's not there. Your production values aren't there. Your you know your sets aren't there. Like it's it's you're going to dilute your own brand by putting a product that's not ready for that and was never meant to be that. In that, yeah, 
That's a, yeah, that, and that's what I mean. Is like it just kind of feels like right. NXT was not supposed to be a third television show. Like it it was perfect on the network because it was you know for hardcore like wrestling fans. And if you were a wrestling fan, honestly, the NXT weekly show is worth the night. If, even if you don't like the current product and you don't like, you don't watch any of the pay-per-views, you know, the NXT stuff was worth the $9.99 a month. It just, it, it, that was the perfect setup for it. And it feels weird that it's like, oh yeah, on USA we'll watch Raw on Monday and NXT on Wednesday and then on Fox we'll have SmackDown on Friday for six months until they move it. Um, I just, yeah, I, I, it just, it feels untrue to the NXT vision, an NXT purpose. Maybe not the vision, but the purpose is is probably the better way to say it. Go Ron. And I, I, I think you were right for a long time. Um, I think NXT kind of shedded that developmental thing, like developmental stigma a bit ago. Like, when a main point of the Royal Rumble is which NXT guys are going to show up, and people are when uh, NXT TakeOver is selling out faster WrestleMania weekend than Raw or SmackDown, I I, I think it's kind of, you know, a similar situation. Uh, I just see it as, as when you move from NXT to Raw, it's still, quote, being, promotion. Called, being called up. And it's just like, you know, they don't, you don't see minor league baseball games on, like, you don't see minor league Braves games on TBS. You don't see... You're catching... Go ahead. Right, like, you don't see minor league Cub games on WGN. Like, you're... Uh, like, you don't, you don't see the... As much as, as much as, you know, I don't mean it in a derogatory way, but, like, NXT is is the minor league of WWE. Like it's not a knock. It's like everybody go, almost everybody goes through it to, to learn the style and like to, before you get to prime time, major league, the, the worldwide leader in sports entertainment, you go through NXT and now it's like, oh no, like you come out of the performance center and you're on Wednesday nights at eight o'clock on USA. W uh, wow. Okay. Like, all right. I guess, like, I, I guess, like, whatever character you get in NXT better be great. You don't have, you don't have the ability to really perfect it, you know, off of primetime television now in front of a live crowd. Any final points about NXT Vince overreacting? Damn it, pal!
It's going to be great. Give me two hours. I still say uh, on Wednesday night for uh, Kushida for 24-7 champion because (laughs) he's a time traveler and it makes it writes itself. He goes back in time. Never mind, never mind. Not gonna go there. Never mind. <clears throat> Here's what he uh, does. Here's your oh, storyline. He goes back in time. He gets a younger version of himself for a tag team partner. They're champions. It's brilliant. Book it, pal. Such good shit. Right? Oh, that's good shit. So it's Gemini Man? He's gonna puke. <laughs> that's a deep cut. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, that's, a that's a deep cut. Beyond or behind, beyond the match yeah. uh, reference. Yep, that's a that's a deep cut. I'm not I'm not I don't I'm not mad at it, but it's a deep cut. <laughs> I don't know. All right, last topic today, and Woo! it's kind of a slight pivot. So we're talking about overreaction. Yeah. Um, and this is firmly in the well, depending on your opinion, overreaction. Um, a couple weeks ago, it was announced that Universal was pulling its movie The Hunt which was scheduled for release, I think, this weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it uh, sure was. Due, uh, due to the recent shootings, um, they felt the film, uh, the political message of the film uh, and storyline uh, was too timely, uh, too much of a hot topic, and uh, they have pulled it from theaters indefinitely. Um, so that brings us to the last topic today, which is not so much about the hunt, but when should real-life events Uh, damage to something like a movie release. Uh, when there should was, the real world get involved? One thing that came to mind, and I'm sure you both uh, have it there, but I feel like uh, one of the good situations where situations where I feel like it was a good idea to go in and do some reshoots and that kind of stuff was uh, Spider-Man, the original one back in 2002 mm-hmm. with the the World Trade Center thing. Oh, yeah. I think that was a a big enough world. Like it was a it was a good idea to well, go back and read it, to do those reshoots and everything at that point. Yeah, and, and the movie itself at that point because the first trailer had a sequence where Spider Man chases after some bank robbers in a helicopter and catches them in a web between the World Trade Center towers. Mm-hmm. That's enough of a difference to that real life event that yeah, let's cut it. Uh, and to me, that's where you kind of draw the line. Is, is your movie or your show or your game or whatever somehow directly tied into the real life events that you're um, over? Uh, my memory's kind of hazy, but I remember around the time the Kingsman movie came because there's a fight scene in a church, and around that time there was a church shooting, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong, but I'm uh, that's a, again a one-to-one example. The events in our movie somehow mirror the events in real life on a one-to-one level. And that uh, no, go ahead. Or abstract thing. And I'm not trying to say anything to take anything away from the tragedy of people losing lives. Or, um, but the hunt is a goofy tongue in. I wouldn't even call it a horror movie, survival movie, uh, about a bunch of uh, left-wing people 
who kidnap right-wing people to hunt them. It is reverse the purge. It's 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 another uh, like uh, most dangerous game. Yes, it's yes. like the f- there, there's already eleven film adaptations of the most dangerous game in one with one slight twist or another. So this is just another one. Yeah, and there's there's nothing as far as I'm aware that directly connects the recent events to the plot of the film. It's just, oh, it's violent and it has kind of a political tinge to it and we don't want our... Which to me is a terrible reason for pulling a movie. Because first of all, anyone who... Like, people know what they're watching. No one walks into a movie and just goes, oh, I'll take it, take it to uh, the third movie from your right. Whatever that is. Yeah. I'll go see that today. Like, no one does that. Like, you know what you're going... Or you have a good idea of what you're going to see before you buy your ticket. Anyone who would have been defended by something in this movie or anyone who like, you know, I don't want to watch a movie where people shoot a bunch of other people I'm not in the mood for that. Okay, fine. You're just not going to go see it. Like, I don't know who they think you're, you're protecting from that. Like, it's one thing to pull your ads uh, and, and, you know, recut your promos and things like that. Sure, fine. Uh, but is it, is it, I really feel like it's more of universal word that the movie wouldn't have made as much money. Because now maybe people aren't in the mood for that. I don't... Well, um, not only was it, um, uh, you know, based on events, you know, real life events that happened, but apparently they also got um, the production company uh, because it's a Bloomhouse movie. And um, right. Universal and uh, some of the higher-ups got um, uh, death threats if the movie was to be released. Um, there was a, a lot of tests. Like, immediately after the events happened, the test screenings all came back, like, extremely negative. I um, that. Yeah, that said that they shouldn't, uh, that, that it was in bad taste mm-hmm. and all of this. Um, it's... This is a segment that I would like to call people don't know how movies work <laughs> uh, because they don't. Um, people just have no idea. Um, apparently, no one has ever seen uh, Most Dangerous Game, Surviving the Game, Hard Target, that episode of The Incredible Hulk, Battle Royale, <laughs> uh, Hunger Games, No Escape, Death Race, The Condemned, The Running Man. Uh, Judgment Night, Run All Night. No, people have no idea how movies work. Wait, hold on. Hey, you forgot one. What's that? Uh, John Leguizamo's The Pest. Yeah, The Pest. Um, (laughs) Like, people just don't understand the idea of... And and we saw the same thing. It was a delay. It wasn't a cancellation. But uh, the season of The Punisher after the Las Vegas shootings. Right. uh, They delayed. It was like a two-week delay or something like that. Um, what that tells me when there's an uproar like that is that people don't trust other people to not watch stuff that might offend them. So there are people that don't feel like you can make a conscious choice that you see a trailer for a movie or you hear about a movie and instead of just saying, I don't want to see that because that's uncomfortable for me or I won't like it or whatever that it it just shouldn't exist. 
And that's the part that, that makes me the most angry or the most frustrated is it's not even that, you know, it's quote unquote controversial or whatever, because it's not because there's uh, how many other versions of that same damn story have there been? I just named like 10 of them. Pick your favorite. It, what that means is that, you know, you shouldn't even get the choice to see it or not. Like you now nobody even has the choice to see because what if the movie is like really, really good and it has a really important message in it? It probably doesn't. But what if it does? We'll never know now because because based on backlash from people that don't feel like we are competent enough and capable enough to make our own choices in the media that we take in, we don't get that choice now. And that makes well, yeah. me mad. And that makes me mad. That's what upsets and, me the most about it. Well, you know what's going to happen. Th this is getting dumped on a streaming service. Oh, yeah. Sometime yeah, I mean, next spring. Give it a month. It'll hit theaters again. It, it's. I, I don't think they're even going to dump it. Because it's a Bloomhouse movie. It's going to make them money. And the timing might be off. Especially, like you said, they're getting really bad. Early screenings and bad buzz. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna let this all die down because that's how you know the political news spectrum works. Is we'll get hot and bothered about it for six weeks and then we'll move on. Uh, it's gonna hit theaters at some point, um, maybe October, which is a better time, I would argue, to drop this anyway. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, there's a um, Ready or Not opens this weekend <clears throat> about a bride who gets hunted by her in-laws. That turned off by the idea of people hunting other people. Well, that's just that's just upset. That movie needs to be canceled. <laughs> I just I'm offended by that, so that just needs to be canceled, just altogether. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's. I, I don't even think they'll go as far as to just dump it off on streaming. I think it's definitely going to get a theatrical release. It's just going to be later than they. Well, now when it gets it, when it finally does, wh whatever happens with it. Wherever it ends up, if it's Netflix, if it's in theaters, if it's Hulu, wherever, they're going to get an extra publicity boost now. Yeah. Because it's going to be, oh, remember that movie that was too controversial to to show in theaters before? Well, it's back now. It was banned Never. from theaters, but now it's on Netflix. Like, yeah, they're, they're going to get a, yeah, yeah, they're going to get a second wave of promotion and publicity out of it, which is smart. But it just, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I hate the fact that we're at a point right now, and I don't want to make it political. I don't want to make it like a thing where that's a any any part of the discussion. But we're at a point where. Someone is, you know, upset by something. I won't even use the word offended, but some somebody gets upset. And instead of letting people make the decision for themselves and decide what's best, although, you know, based on um, how many parents let their kids play way too inappropriate video games and watch way too inappropriate movies uh, and have zero involvement in the media choices that their 
children make there's like that that choice is just being taken away and i ask you where does it end But you know what? I, I got nothing. Yeah, if we keep going nothing. with this and Disney owns 100% of the motion picture industry, it'll all be fine. Because then it will just be a Disney. Decide, our corporate overlords will yeah. decide for us. Yeah, nothing but Disney movies will come out because Disney will own 100% of the motion picture industry. And so everything will be a Disney movie. And, you know, there's nothing offensive in any Disney movie. Except for the offensive stuff that will be branded as Fox, but Disney will still get the Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You'll get tricked into thinking that uh, you know you're you're buying from a separate company, but you won't. Be. Just like back in the nineties, anything you saw that was from Buena Vista Pictures, yeah, that was Disney. Yeah, like Dimension. Yeah. Uh, remember when you watched Pulp Fiction? You gave Disney money. Yeah. Uh, they also used to own a record label. Um, Disney did back in the day, and it was like. Diversity surrounding, and trust me, this is one of those things I learned in high school, and it's one of those things I wish I could forget because it's just taking up space in my brain. <laughs> uh, Disney pulled the fourth Insane Clown Posse album because it was released on their record label, and no one thought to like to like, I guess, listen to it beforehand until the like the day it came out. Uh, so for the longest time, the original, like, it was literally known as like the original cut of the Great Malenko album. Like, super rare thing to try and like locate. They have it. I wish that Disney would have just put in the Insane Clown Posse like in a giant dirt hole somewhere. Was bud. And then not let them out ever. Well, I know one person you can sell that to. <laughs> right. Ugh. Ugh. What is that? Yeah. Now, now I got to get this disgusting, insane clown posse taste out of my mouth. <laughs> Ugh. So leave NXT alone. Yeah. Uh, uh, corporate. Parents get together again and stop punishing Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, let us make up our own minds about what movies we want to see. Yeah. And, and uh, what do insane? Give us just the tip. Oh. What do insane clown posse albums sound like? Ash. What do they? What do they sound like? Uh, they sound Ash. like. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There was Stretching a. For time. Yeah, there Stretching was a joke there. There was a joke there that uh, is not is not happening. Hold on. I get it. I get jokes. I get jokes. Yeah, I get jokes. It smells like a bunch of farts got in a fight. Yeah, that's what happens when you open an insane clown posse <laughs> album. A bunch of farts getting a fight in your ears. Uh, well, thank you for listening. Yeah, before we Make get sure to a weather alert. For the I Get Jokes tour. Ooh, yeah. What about the I Get It, I Get Jokes? I don't know. We'll call I like it. it. We'll uh, either that or we're just going to call it going in raw. <laughs> Never mind. Winner. <laughs> Talk nerdy to me. Raw dogging. Live. Uh, uh -oh. Sorry. I'm hitting buttons all over the place over here. My, uh, my, my sound box, not my fart box. My sound box is all messed up. Um, anyway. 
We need to do something with your fart box, though. Oh, God. What am I going to do? I don't know what a tongue punch is, though. So I'm going to tongue punch my fart. No, no, no one's going to tongue punch my fart box. What I'm going to do is I'm going to expand the taint out to the fart box. Um, and But anyway, thanks for joining us this week. We're going to say it like we always do. You can join us for the Talk Nerdy to Me Going in Raw. Thank you for being Live tour. But until then, I don't know. I got nothing else. I got nothing else. I wanted to turn it down so we could talk if we wanted to. I hate this big man. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, pal. <laughs> Kiss my ass. XFL didn't use any of my team name ideas. I'm upset. Oh, I know. Why not the gargoyles? <laughs> God, I thought we. I think we needed a uh, weather alert on that show. <laughs>